This is Jonathan Arf from American Hit Sports, and we're back. This episode's gonna be um, not necessarily um, like an update video, but like a. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just gonna be talking about what's been going on lately, the last few weeks. Um, but first, we're gonna talk about the, the NBA Finals. We're gonna start off with some sports stuff. Then we're going to get into some music and some life stuff for the last probably about 20 or 25 minutes. Um, just how things have been going and whatever. So, I, so, what I think is, so the Bucks and the Suns are in the finals and game one of that is on tonight. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I don't. I think Giannis is going to play tonight, which is kind of a bummer. We need him. So we're going to need to win a game in Phoenix because I don't think he'll be back for game two either. I, I don't think he'll – because game three is in like a week. It's already been a week since his injury. So I'm hoping that when we come back to Milwaukee, he'll be back to, you know, 75 or 80 – 75 or 80 percent. So – you know, I, that's just kind of what I'm hoping, uh, you know. Um, it's a really been a really weird season in the NBA with a lot of injuries. And honestly, I've been seeing a lot that these two teams don't deserve it because there have been injuries to other teams. Like, I don't understand. Ever since the start of the pandemic, these last two championships, people have been saying they're like Mickey Mouse championships, so they don't really count. While last year was very strange and would have definitely benefited a team like the Lakers, I don't think it hurt a lot of other teams. And yeah, I agree. I didn't enjoy watching the bubble that much. I didn't really like watching the, the finals, the playoffs that much last season, especially after the Bucks got bounced in the second round. I, I didn't enjoy watching it. I just, I didn't, you know. It's just because the fans weren't there. It just wasn't nearly as interesting. But now, it's been, you know, playoffs started, you know, nine months later than they did last year. And now they're about to come to a close in about the next two weeks. Just the fact that the Bucks made the finals makes me happy. Now, if we don't win the finals, I'll be I'll be sad. But like that means Devin Booker and Chris Paul get a ring, which would be nuts because Devin Booker would then go from not being have ever been to the playoffs to being the chance to have the chance to win a ring. You know, and the Suns have the Suns have dealt with their injuries. Uh, Chris Paul was out because of the protocols and and. Booker had a nose issue for a long time. So it's not like the Suns have completely gotten there unscathed. And the Bucks, for most of the playoffs, were healthy. But Dante DiVincenzo got injured in the first round. I mean, he's their starting shooting guard. And yeah, most people from other teams go, oh, that's no big deal. That doesn't count. But he was our starting shooting guard. We lost the starter for the entire playoffs. And then in game four, we lost our best player. And he's been out ever since. And now we're still in the finals. You know, we won without our best player. We won without a two-time MVP. So, 
we made it to the finals. And I think now people are going to start to kind of, and I think it's, I think we made the finals just as much because of our other players stepping up as because of Giannis. Everybody on the Bucks stepped up. Giannis showed why he's a perennial two-time MVP candidate and a top three player in the world. I think Giannis, because of this playoffs, has sealed himself as a top three player in the world. Now, if he wins this championship, he has an argument for best player. He has an argument. Um, I know some people would still argue guys like Steph Curry or KD or LeBron because those are the same guys are in the conversation every year. But, like, Curry wasn't in the playoffs. LeBron is bounced in the first round. KD was bounced by Giannis. So, whatever. But, game one is in Phoenix tonight. Um, I don't know if we're, I don't know if the Bucks are going to win tonight. I don't know. Um, both teams have no finals experience. Uh, the Bucks definitely have more, definitely have more playoff experience than the Suns. Chris Paul's the only player on the Suns that has uh, playoff experience, and he's got a lot of it. He's got a lot of playoff experience, but there's no finals experience. We don't know how he's going to play. Um, I'm trying to think of players on the players on the Bucks who have been to the finals before. I don't know. No one on either team has been to the finals. I think I read that somewhere. Nobody on either team has been to the finals except Jay Crowder. Actually, that's it. Jay Crowder. That's who it is. He's got he's got the most playoff uh, finals experience. But then you think about it, Jay Crowder's a role player. I mean, he could play a big role, like, I suppose. He could be that role player that drops, like, 17 a game in the series or something. But for the longest time, it was thought that Devin Booker was, like, in Aaron, that he was unfazed by pressure. Well, we know that he's human, and he's had some struggling games, and I'm sure he's going to have some struggling games this time around. Bucks aren't going to make it easy on him. DeAndre Ayton's been balling, but we'll see about now. You know, Middleton's been balling out. We'll see if he can put up. The thing about it is I think Middleton's going to absolutely cook Devin Booker. Devin Booker's not a very good defender. He's a great offensive player, but he's not he's not good. He's not very good defensively. Now, I just think Chris Paul is too small to guard Drew Holiday. Because like Chris Paul's a good defender. Like actually he's a really great defender, actually. Um, but he's 37 and he's significantly smaller than Drew Holiday. And he's gonna get switched. I mean, I, I think the Suns are are, are outmatched um, when we're on offense. DeAndre Aiden's a good defender. They have a lot of good defenders. The problem is, so the problems with the Suns are they're very limited playoff experience. Um, arguably, their best player has, well, both of their best players have never been to the finals. And arguably their best player, this is his first year in the playoffs. Their second best player is 37 years old. Um, their third best player is the same situation as their best player. Um, and I don't know how good their bench is going to be. I mean, they had to fight hard against an injury, an injured Clippers team, who I think 
if I think well, I shouldn't even say that because the Bucks struggled with the Hawks, but I don't know which team was better, the Hawks or the Clippers. I I think the Hawks were I think the Hawks had a more scoring options. They're a much better offensive team. I think the Clippers were a better defensive team, definitely. But I think the Hawks Definitely the Hawks went healthier, definitely better than the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. That's not a question. Um, but I just think for the Suns, they have, they have, I don't know how good their bench is going to be. Um, it's the big moment. It's the big stage. You know, uh, Chris Paul has shown out the big lights and he's also been, he's also been hurt. God, God hope he doesn't get hurt or anybody else gets hurt in this series. Although, if I'm being honest, I think there's going to be an injury in this series. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think somebody from one of the teams is going to get hurt. And it's going to shift the series. There's been an injury in like every single one of these guys' playoff. The, for each one of these teams' series. Uh, with the Lakers, you had uh, AD and then LeBron. Um, you had AD get hurt after LeBron had just come back. Uh, in the second round, they played the uh, Denver Nuggets, who were playing without Jamal Murray. Then you had the Clippers, who were playing without Kawhi Leonard. And then now in this series, you have the Bucks playing without Giannis. So the crazy thing is, in every single series, the Suns have been playing against a team who doesn't have either their best player, their second best player, or either. And that's the crazy thing about it is. Now, I'm not even going to be mad about that because I like Phoenix. In fact, if Phoenix wasn't playing well, if Phoenix was playing any, any other team in, in the Eastern Conference, I'd be cheering for the Suns. Uh, the only team, I think, that's not the Suns or the Bucks. That I would cheer for more than Phoenix to win a ring would be Portland for Dame. That's literally the only team I would cheer for over Phoenix in the Western Conference. Um, I wish thought Phoenix was a great story. I I enjoyed watching them play. I love Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, I don't know if I would consider myself. A fan of the Suns, like I'm not on their bandwagon. I don't think, um, just because I like their I like their top three. I love their three best players, even though they weren't very good even without Chris Paul. I like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I love that DeAndre Ayton pick. He's so good. Now I know it wasn't, I know it wasn't um, Trey or Luca, but come on, I don't I don't think. I don't think Trey or Luca fits as well with the team that they have as DeAndre Ayton does because you need a you need a big man. Look what happened with the Bucks. Giannis is a big man. He's their best player. It's proven you can see this idea that oh you cannot build your team around you can't build your team around a big guy anymore. That's not true. Every really good team, literally every single championship winning team, has had at least an all-star level big man. 
Think about it. Kevin Durant with Golden State. LeBron James with the Lakers, the Heat, and Cleveland. You think Giannis with the Bucks. McDavis is on the Lakers now. Um, Embiid with the Sixers. Like all of the best teams have their best players are big men. Um, who else? Ben Simmons is six foot ten. The two best players on the 76ers are both above six foot ten. The only teams that have won championships or even have a chance of winning a championship. If it's not a really good big man, you have to have a generational talent. Steph Curry with the Warriors is like the only, the only exception. So you go back from you go back from 2010, from winning each championship in 2010 to 2020. Um, let me think. Who won the championship in 2010? Was it, um, it wasn't Dallas. It was, um, I want to say it was, uh, San Antonio that won the championship in 2010. Um, let me look. I used to know these, like, I used to know these by heart. Like, I used to know all of them. Oh, the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers with Kobe. Should have known that. I'm embarrassed. Um, I always got that mixed up. Yes, oh eight, oh nine, ten. I always forget the Lakers championships in 2010. Turn of the decade. Anyway, 2011 was the Mavericks. 12 and 13 was Miami. 14 was San Antonio. 15 um, was Golden State. Uh, 16 was Cleveland. 17 and 18 was Golden State. Um, 19 was Toronto. And 2020 was the Lakers. So you think about, you go back. 2010, the Lakers. Who's the best player? Kobe Bryant, who's arguably a top eight player in NBA history. And a guy who's six foot 11 and probably is also going to be a Hall of Famer in Paul Gasol. Then you go to the next season. With Dallas, their best player by far was Dirk Nowitzki, who's six foot six, who's six foot eleven. Then in the next season, you have the Heat. The next two seasons, who is their best player? LeBron James, who stands at six foot eight. It's the same size as Bill Russell. So, yeah, big men have evolved, but he's still a big. They're still huge. These guys aren't six two. Uh, so you've got. Both those guys, plus they had Chris Bosh, who was like 6'10". 6'10", 6'11", something like that, who was one of their best players. Kind of perennial all-star. Then, the next season after that, you have the Spurs. Who are the Spurs' best two players? Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is 6'7", and Tim Duncan is 6'11". Next, you have the season after that. Golden State Warriors. Who's their best player? Steph Curry. What is he? A generational talent. He's a top three player of the 2010. Behind LeBron and Kevin Durant. Then it goes Steph Curry. Who wasn't even very good for like the first half of the decade. Um, but you also had Draymond Green. Who 
stands at about six foot seven, maybe six, probably about six foot seven. Uh, defensive player of the year, multiple time All Star. Then the next season after that was the same thing. With 2016, who was their best player? LeBron James was their best player. Who else did they have? Kevin Love, who stands at six foot ten. Your best players have to be big men, or you have to have a generational talent. LeBron James has been both. So then, next after that, who won the championship after that? The Golden State Warriors won back-to-back championships. Who was their best player? A six foot eleven sniper in Kevin Durant. They also had Draymond Green. Oh yeah, and a generational talent, Steph Curry. That was both years after that. The next year after that, who won the championship after that? The Toronto Raptors. Who are their two best players? Six foot seven Kawhi Leonard and six foot nine Pascal Siakam. And you also had Serge Ibaka and Marcus Saul. Like all of their best players were big men. You also had Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. But like those guys, you know. Anyway, and then the season after that, who won the championship? The Los Angeles Lakers. Who are their two best players? LeBron James, again, who stands at six foot eight, and Anthony Davis, who stands at six foot eleven. Your best players have to be big men. This idea that you cannot win a championship with a big man is wrong. What is the truth is you cannot win a championship with a non-mobile big man, a non-new age big man. You can't win with a big man who can't handle the ball, who can't score at a high level, who can't defend both sides of the court, who can't get rebounds. So that's why I think that the Denver Nuggets are struggling with Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is the definition of a new age big man. He could score in bunches. He's an extremely efficient player and can shoot the ball. He also is a tremendous passer. The only problem is he's not an excellent rebounder, and he's not an excellent defender. They don't have that. They don't have that defensive anchor big man. And since your best big doesn't have that, you have to have a different. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is certainly not the answer for you at that point. He's another scorer. Jamal Murray will be back. He's a scorer. The Denver Nuggets are going to be a great team to watch. But I don't know if they're going to be a championship team until they get that. But then you look at both sides of the Suns and the Bucks. The Suns are at a disadvantage because a lot of their best players are small and offensive-minded. Chris Paul stands at, like, what? Six foot two, six three, maybe. I could be wrong. He could be just six foot. Chris Paul's not very big. Um, Devin Booker stands at about six five, right? Not a very good defender. And then you have DeAndre Ayton, who is about seven foot one, who's absolutely massive. He's huge. Um, and he's awesome. He's great. Like Ayton's great. The only problem is Aiton, I don't know if I would consider Aiton a new age big man. He's a pretty typical big man. He's got better handles than a typical big man. He's got a little bit better range than a typical big man. But I don't know. They just, you have, he's one of their best players. Then for the Bucks, all their best players are big. Like even their guard is big. Uh, Middleton. It's about six stands at about six foot seven, six foot eight. The sharpshooter plays both sides of the ball. Giannis, when healthy, 
obviously. Uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, he stands at six foot eleven. You've got Brooke Lopez, who stands at seven foot one. You've got Bobby Portis, who stands at like six foot ten. And those guys can stretch the floor. Uh, PJ Tucker, another one of their best players, he stands about six foot seven. Although I could be wrong about that. I used to see him listed at six foot seven. I've seen him listed as low as six four and three quarters. I that would be really, really small. I I think I think he's about six foot six. I don't think he's any shorter than that. Because if they were playing some dude who's six foot four and three quarters at center in Houston, they're tripping. Because I've seen that Harden is six foot five. Well, Tucker's taller than Harden. I mean, you saw that the Tucker and then Giannis. If, 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 has anyone seen the Tucker Giannis shoe, diamond shoe video? It's very funny, by the way. But you can tell Tucker's probably about six foot seven. Giannis isn't like towering over him. Giannis stands about six eleven. So it's not like it was, you know, because if he's only six four and three quarters, he's like as tall as Drew Holiday. The Drew Holiday stands at like six three and a half, six four ish. And he's a big guard, brutal guard. See that, and I think that's why the Bucks have an advantage. So the Bucks' advantages that they have, if Giannis is healthy, their advantages are they have more talent, they're a better defensive team, and their team is very big. They have a very big team. Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, Brooke, Bobby Portis, PJ Tucker. Everybody is big. Even Connaughton, he's not a small guy. Connaughton says about six four, six five. Brent Forbes, always not a very good defender, stands about 6'4", 6'5". Pretty big for a guard. Um, the only player that's not very big on their team, I would say, is Jeff Teague, their backup point guard, is, is relatively small. He's not a big guy. Um, then for the Suns, what advantages do they have? Uh, they're healthier. Their team is healthier. Um, they don't make mistakes. They're a very great team. Um, they're probably the best coached team. Um, and I think that's, I mean, I think that's about it. They're the best coached team is the healthiest team. They don't make mistakes. Um, they have a player on their team. They have two players on their team that are extremely clutch and can get extremely hot. The Bucs have, I think the Bucs have two players as well. The only problem, the only difference between the Suns two that can get hot and the Bucs two that can get hot is the Bucs two that can get hot. They, if they get to their hottest, the game is over because they can also play defense. So, like, if both teams are hot, the Bucs get the advantage because they have players that can play defense. So if you know middle see with the with the Suns, uh, um, they might not make mistakes, which is absolutely huge because the Bucks are an amazing transition team. So if you can limit your turnovers, you take away a lot of opportunities in transition for the Bucks, which is where they thrive. But I think that, um, but I think it's just I don't know. I, I on paper the Bucks probably should win this series in about five games on paper. Um, if Giannis is fully healthy, now Giannis isn't fully healthy. You don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna go. Um, if the Bucks play like they did against the Hawks, they're going to win tonight. They are. 
You're telling me if Middleton's playing like Kobe, it's a wrap. The only problem is there's no guarantee that Middleton is going to play like Kobe. There's no guarantee that Drew Holiday is going to play like Gary Payton. It looked like you had, for the team, against those Hawks without Giannis, you looked like you were just lining up Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant, then you had P.J. Tucker, Bobby Portis. And it looked like you were, I, I don't know, Brooke Lopez reminded me of somebody too, but I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of it. I'm, I'm trying to think of a player that Brooke was reminding me of when he was scoring all those points in the paint. Not like Shaq. He wasn't like, he wasn't like that dominant, but some of his best games, it was impressive, you know. I mean, I don't want to get too extreme in my comparison to Brook Lopez. I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Brook Lopez was looking like Patrick Ewing. That's what I'm thinking of. Looked like you were lining up Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant, and Patrick Ewing on the same team. Then you had Tucker and Bobby Portis. And Bobby Portis is playing like a mess. Bobby Portis is playing like Charles Barkley for a couple games. But you don't know if that's how they're going to play in this game. Now, if both teams are playing their best, the Bucks are going to win because the Bucks are a better team. But I think the Suns are more – I think I might make the argument the Suns are more resilient. Maybe. I could very well be wrong because the Bucks came back and playing super well without Giannis. Um, but that's just, that's just my thoughts. That's my thoughts on the matter. Uh, that's all for this segment. I might talk. I think I might. I, the episode is going to continue, but this segment is over. I'm going to get into my transition to my life stuff. I wasn't anticipating talking about this for this long, but I got into it. So 